0: You're listening to the A. Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A. Scully and Sid Talk. Okay, Sid Talk. Uh, What's that after, before the after the show discussion is, do you feel if, um, say you're a YouTuber, for instance, or say um, a forum of some kind, let's just throw that out there. Or Um, that you
1: post a podcast on the internet every week.
0: Right. Do you feel that (laughs) you should be able to come along and just say whatever you want to those people?
1: Oh, you're not talking as the person posting the content.
0: You're talking about a
1: viewer or a listener or a
0: reader. Is that what you're saying? Right. So I'm watching YouTube Yeah, reading the And then you're watching some guy on YouTube, for instance, and then you watch him, and then you're like... And you hate him. I really hate this guy. Or, no, hate's a strong word. I dislike this guy's thing, or whatever it is. Let's just be vague. Whatever it is. Do you think it's right to be able to just say what you want to the person? I
1: think you have every right to say whatever you want. You have the right. It can be rude... It can be consequential, like you can have consequences to just, if you're just being hateful and spiteful because you want to, like, you want to, like, knock that person down, like, make them feel bad and humiliate them, that's rude, but you have every right to do it. Now, I... I do You think it's wrong, yes, but do you have the right to express yourself?
0: Yes. You have the right to express, yeah, My my opinion is, just think before you comment on... I'm not talking about people who've said rude comments about me or whatever. I just seen some rude comments on a YouTube video, and I was like, that's just really out of order, you know? Like, you might have made that person feel really bad, and if that was your intent, then good on you or whatever. But, how's that helping anybody? You know? It's just negative, it's just horrible. Um, so I say think before you comment there should be some kind of etiquette on the internet where because you wouldn't say that to somebody in real life what I just read for instance I think the comment was you fat fuck just based on the guy might be a little bit overweight in the video so this guy Mm -hmm. knew that that might bother him and said that Right? I think that's really bad I don't think you should do that
1: as a person who's been around her whole life, I can tell you that's the first bastion of idiots. It's their first little safe place to go, is to comment on your looks, particularly if you're fat. On looks,
0: or, like I said, I've seen another guy who speaks slightly differently than other people. Might sound a bit feminine, effeminate. And somebody will go, you fucking queer. That'll be the first post, right? So it's like... It's like they've got no brain. They just say the first thing. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, sounds funny. Queer. Or, uh, fat. You know? It's like... Be constructive if you're going to criticise the person. Maybe get into a discussion with them and hash it out and, you know, understand it a bit more. I say. Not you. just your first instinct is, F you, you fat git. Or whatever you say. That's why
1: I don't always approve or like these... This Stuff with like prank calls and comedians who think it's fine to just be really hateful about things and people and things people do or choices they make. It's like, well, they're removed from it, so it's okay. And they're being funny, so it's okay. But if someone were to go person to person and say the same thing to their face, then it's inappropriate. But if it's entertainment, I'm okay with it. So I don't agree with just attacking someone. But then it needs to be across the board. How is attacking someone, you know, as an entertainer, okay? Or watching two people on TV in quote-unquote reality TV being hateful to each other. And you're going, oh, that's interesting. But in real life, people would say, oh, that's terrible. So, while I don't like it and have been the end of that, I also have, I told you, if I really, really dislike somebody or dislike... How they've behaved, or what they've said, or just their whole of themselves that I've been presented to me, and I want to make them feel bad. That's what I want. In the moment, I might really want to make somebody feel bad. Like I want to take them down a notch. See, I and don't I don't do want it. to do that. To right. You. I don't do it. Now, in my, in my life, I've gotten in arguments and screaming matches and knock-down, drag-out fights with people. And I'm very good at the very horrible, hateful things you can say to somebody that kind of, like, rips the skin off their bones, you know, like, in their mind. So I understand the feeling that can make you want to do it. But is it appropriate because you can hide behind the internet? That's kind of your point, too. My point was, you're anonymous. the
0: internet seems to give people this, like, license to say anything they want to anybody they like. Anybody. Like, be it anonymous Mr. YouTube guy who nobody really knows who he is, or Brad Pitt. Like, if there's a, if there's a forum, like, you're a fucking dickhead. You've got too much money. You're a, you know, mm-hmm. like, say anything they want to anybody. Like, I don't agree. It's, it's a weird, it's a new thing, isn't it, because of the internet, really. Because you could, you could never say things to everybody before. Now no. you can. You can literally... If you want to say something to Oprah Winfrey and just call her something horrible, you probably can somewhere, right? You can probably get it to her. At least somebody will see it, you know? I don't mean... Yeah. Or at least her fans might see what you said. Right. And then you'd be like, yeah, you said saying, something about her.
1: That's the feeling. Yeah. They're like, yes, I just kicked somebody really hard and I want to make them feel that's bad. That's the thing
0: you have to think about, I think. Because we all dislike certain people, but I wouldn't go and seek them out and.
1: But what's the poke line them. of wanting to get your opinion across, and being and being like? Just
0: don't be rude, I say.
1: Yeah, but what's the line? That's what I'm asking.
0: Think about it intelligently and say it. Because what I can say, if I say "fat fuck," he whoever reads it <laughs> yeah. gets offended by it or not, just deletes it or just leaves it, whatever it is. I feel what if I'm that kind of person? I feel like oh, I got he prob- that probably annoyed her, that guy, and that's it, right? That's the whole reason for that person doing it,
1: or getting a getting them to respond.
0: Oh, and if they respond, that's the ultimate grand prize for the person who did it, isn't it? Oh yeah, nice one, because he that really riled that person up so much that they replied. Yeah. So I you know I, I say think before you comment,
1: but uh, don't completely re- you know like choose not to express your opinions in this life because that's bullshit. No, go. I just... I'm,
0: I'm saying, yeah, I'll express opinion but intelligently, don't... Those those little, like, you're fat or you wear glasses. Yeah, the looks thing. They don't thing. work.
1: No, the appearance thing doesn't make any sense but if someone is a racist asshole and you say to them in a discussion either face-to-face or in a message board, oh my God, you are acting like a complete asshole, then you wouldn't have a problem with that because you agree that that person, if they're being... a full on the kind with the worst end of the racist spectrum with their words. We're not talking about actions here and you either watching someone say to them or you yourself saying to the man, you are what you just said makes you sound like a prick. You're not opposed to that. But if someone says, well, I'm a Christian and I really believe in God, and then someone goes, oh my God, you sound like such a fucking idiot, you wouldn't like that because it's just different. Like, well, that Christian has a right to be who they are, but the racist doesn't, so I'm going to agree with attacking
0: him. You know I think I mean? the like, racist has a right to be racist, actually.
1: Right, but you would say the person attacking them also has the right, but the person attacking someone for being Christian I, or atheist I guess wouldn't. my
0: thing was, it's just specifically down to comments on the internet. Um, I don't want to we're ten think minutes into it. the podcast, but um,
1: ten minutes,
0: yeah, ten minutes. So I don't want to uh, go on too long because this is the before the after show, right? It. But um, think before you comment, and yeah, just because you're on the internet doesn't mean you can say anything you want to anybody. You can
1: just don't be mean, but just think about
0: it. Like, would you say that to somebody? Would you walk in the corner shop and there's a fat guy behind a counter and go, "Fat fuck."
1: Or I'm would you want out? someone to say that thing to someone you care about, not to you, because you might go, "I don't give a shit." But to say someone to say that to someone you actually care about, right? That's a good measure.
0: So there's my <laughs> my advice to you. Like you have advice, advice at the end, my advice at the beginning. So this is the advice. Uh, <laughs> so this is Saturday, January the twenty sixth, two thousand and thirteen. This is after the show. This is the podcast where we review a movie every week, and this is number two hundred and fifty nine. And the movie we're going to look at this week is Compliance. It's a 2012 movie. It's released on Blu-ray on the 8th of January. So you can pick this one up now. It's an R-rated movie. The tagline for the movie is, How Far Would You Go? Which is a good tagline. Once you see the movie, you'll understand why that fits. And it's from our friends at Magnolia Home Entertainment. And Sid Talk, you're going to give us the synopsis of this movie.
1: That also kind of ties in with your topic, isn't
0: it? It does, yeah. This actual... You can
1: hide behind the internet to a point, and you can hide behind authority. That's
0: what made me think about
1: Complying it. with... Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a movie loosely based on some true stories about prank calls that led people in restaurants or grocery stores. In this case, they he picked uh, to compile them all together, a fast food restaurant where only on the phone a person's posing as a police officer and leads people to do terrible things to each other only by asserting a certain authority by making it clear by his tone of voice by this thing we call social engineering because it was a real heavy duty and um about one isolated it's a compilation of them but it's a it seems to yeah
0: there was a a true life incident, one particular true life incident, that this seems to revolve around more than the others. Um But yeah, it is fictional, the movie itself. You know, it's not the names of the people, it's not no. the same restaurant. is um And it's
1: based on, even the director and writer guy said it's based on. And even a movie.
0: the title card at the beginning says, inspired by true events. Not, this is a true story. Right. So...
1: He said it's also a movie, so he had very to... close
0: to a true story, though. I was just reading an article and um, a person who the real-life thing researched it heavily and then went to see this movie and said it was almost like he just right. just took those things and did that. The movie doesn't, like, um, go off. It's
1: not real exploitative, no.
0: No, in fact, that the person who watched it said that um, when, you wa- when they were watching the movie they thought that he would be really exploitative. And a lot of people, he said in the screening of his movie, watched this and started laughing a lot of the time um, because they were like, <clears throat> I guess it's like uncomfortable and didn't know what to do. Um, and they thought like, oh, this is ridiculous. There's no- Nobody would follow through with this. And then they realised that the people really did follow through with this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's compliance. Um, we there might be spoilers, but what you just said is pretty much the story. And there is, it exists as a real-life story, so go and watch the movie. I suggest you go and watch it, but we might spoil some stuff. So what I first want to say is... Um, this movie's... It, there's a quote on the box that says you're in for a rocky ride. And that is what it is. It's like, um, it's really... Uh, the way it is portrayed, and it's very... I feel like I'm going to work in that place for a yep, day.
1: Absolutely. Because
0: the the beginning of the movies portrayed as, you know, fast food restaurants getting ready to open, a bit of a pep talk to the staff from the manageress. I feel like I'm really there, you know, we've all worked in that kind of thing in our you know, young days. Or even now <laughs> you know. But I felt like I I felt like it was a real place, let me say that. It didn't feel hokey or out of place, you know, the yep. appropriate like teenagers working there. It wasn't like Moo Burger. No. <laughs>
1: or whatever it's called. Movie. Yeah, movie, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like a... Cartoon, No, yeah. it was like a real restaurant. So it fell. And then, as the events transpired, and it's quite... Of, it, he doesn't hide that it's a, a hoax call. He doesn't try and fool you in this movie. Because you see this guy at the beginning. Right at the very beginning. And it's quite clear, I think, within okay. about the antagonist of this movie you see him on the phone right at the beginning of the movie
1: but you don't know that's him
0: I, I did immediately I oh I like, didn't oh, no not man. at all
1: in fact I didn't remember that until we saw the extra extras I think, like, I, knew, oh, right. I think
0: I knew because I know that actor
1: oh um, I didn't know it at all in fact I Madden. still can't quite piece together how we saw him in the beginning he was just outside it
0: was just showing you uh, loads of clips of morning uh, people getting started and then it showed you him on a payphone saying, you say sir to me. He said he's shouting into the phone. So he's either doing another one yeah. or it's, it's disjointed timeline. But um, I feel like you almost, you know, 10 minutes into the movie, into the phone call, were you still fooled thinking this is a policeman?
1: Oh, well, it wasn't fooled at all that I was never a policeman. I just didn't piece together that thing about the guy. Well, the well forget that. I'm yeah. just
0: saying it's it's quite clear that
1: Well, I already knew the name of the movie. So instantly I well, was like that's okay. what I mean. It's yeah. quite clear the
0: words come up very big on the yeah, screen. Yeah. Um so it's not like it's a tricking you movie trying to trick you into like I mean, it... if you
1: hadn't heard us or heard anything at all, then yes, you would be fooled because it doesn't seem out of place at all. Right. That guy doesn't doesn't do anything, so you would be you would have no idea until, and he does ease you into very
0: it. Very quickly, I even if I didn't know, I would be kind of questioning things.
1: We, oh, you definitely would question it. But you'd be going, what's going on here?
0: I'd actually, and I've worked in retail, and if this situation cropped up, I'd have questioned it. Either, if anybody was on the phone telling me to take somebody's clothes off. Oh, my God. That's a spoiler. I would put the phone down. I would be like, what the fuck? Because the, the actually- thing
1: is, she's been she's accused on the phone by this guy who says he's a cop of stealing some money from a customer. The customer's here with me, he says. I'm also on the other line with your regional manager.
0: And has the name of the regional manager because he's done his homework.
1: Yeah, exactly. And describes the girl and the customer insists and blah blah blah. And so the manager then is sort of left in charge of on her end, keep her in the back room. Take her clothes and look through them. Make look through her purse. Take yeah, her it's kind of slow. All these things that just make you. I mean, I, I'll tell you right now before we go any further. The entire time, at the end of the movie, I said I have to relax my stomach now. My stomach, and I never feel this way. I don't get this sick. You know, when people say, "Oh, my stomach's in knots," I, I don't get that. I mean, it's very rare, obviously. This movie, from the moment you're looking at this girl in the face and this woman has, you've, you know what? I also realized that in the beginning when she's dealing with that delivery guy, yeah, she has no problem saying to him, no. you shouldn't talk to me that way. You know why? Because he has no authority over her. That's he's a idea. delivery yeah. guy. Yeah. She's, but even then she backs off. As if she can't confront anyone at all. So then, you're in this situation now, and she's on the phone, and I'm like, Oh, this lady's too soft, and this girl, this poor girl. And my stomach started, like, tightening up. And it was like, all of a sudden, I completely understood, which I've never in my whole life understood people who say, Oh, I can't watch movies that have bad things in them. I can't. I I have to turn it off. I actually under. I didn't want to turn it off. But I understood that feeling of... I can't even go further with this because it's so unsettling.
0: And did you did you have an inkling of where this was going?
1: No, no idea. What's so you are? thought
0: See, at first you think, well, uh, uh, what what I was thinking at first and I had heard about this case but not fully known what happened. But what I was thinking at first was what's this guy's you know, motive? Objective. Um he, he gets the manageress to Undress the girl, but this—if this guy's getting off on it or whatever—he can't see it. He just knows it's taking place. Is that enough for him, or what is it like? What
1: you know, what? Oh, for an it for a few minutes, I thought it was. You now she describes a guy that is texting her and wants her. Yeah,
0: to, exactly. That's like who I thought it was. Him. Yeah,
1: yeah. That it was him trying to get back at her for not doing that, and in the end. It still could have been him because we don't know anything about him but that's where i was going for a little bit and even you know even now i think well, it could be that he does that too texts well that could women. have been him
0: trying to social engineer exactly in some way, right? um we don't know though because it's never
1: but no i didn't know where it was gonna go but i felt this constant ominous for this girl who's You know, she's not, like, weak or anything. She says her opinion. She seems fairly competent and, and, you know, like, stable. She's not, like, a little weepy kind of girl or anything. They don't portray her that way at all. And yet, it's almost like this bulldozer's coming toward her, and she even kind of knows. Like, without knowing she didn't do anything. And yet, because the manager is in authority, the cop on the phone talks to her and talks really down to her. She sort of puts herself in this position of compliance, where she even knows she didn't do it. We all know she didn't do it. Well, anything, she
0: obviously knows, but she right. just
1: gives in. And then you're like, "But who could accuse? Who
0: like?" I mean, and there's some ludicrous stuff going on yeah. in this movie that she's subjected to, um, and you think. In her mind, she knows she did nothing, but she is literally, you
1: know. Yeah, because the <laughs> the, the, the a position of authority, particularly here, we've got a man in authority, a young girl, and she's portrayed as 19. That's a young girl. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> um, that there is a certain, like, the consequences of me not doing what I'm told by this male person are going to be... It's go- I'm gonna be in really big trouble and I'm always I'm taught to do what the police say and he's very assertive with me and he's he's chipping away at her self-esteem by saying like shut up stop talking calm down oh all those things that make me cringe and that's probably why this guy on the phone the dialogue was fantastically horrible his tone was fantastically horrible I liked
0: how he sometimes he um, lost the thread. Uh, like he, he did, uh, oh, uh, 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 you know he like can't
1: he, believe the people uh, are doing what they say. But sometimes, he, he,
0: sometimes he uh, was caught off guard by something, and he was scrambling to right, think of something. Right, right, but not
1: in a comedy way. We want to make sure that there's nothing in this movie that pokes fun at anything at all. It doesn't even poke fun at this guy or portray him in any way other than just a guy, like a normal. Dude, who's doing this horrific thing. Yeah,
0: no, even they don't even betray him like a monster. No. They betray him just like, yeah, a guy making a call. And it's, but you, a horrible the content call, but,
1: of it. Yeah. And then if you take away what we see and only hear, then he sounds like a p- person with whom you should comply. And that's like the
0: scariest thing. And there are thing. some moments where I was like, like things, because he, he comes across very professional and. On the phone, mm-hmm. and then he will say something on the phone that is completely like, "How big are a nipples?" <laughs> like it's like just something, he, he, and and you see him, and it's almost like he's getting a kick. Like it's yeah. funny. Like somebody's if somebody takes this,
1: yeah, is this going to be the thing? Is that this makes the thing where they
0: put the phone me? down? Yeah. Oh, they didn't. That's hilarious to him. Like you can tell he's like, he's going to tell me how big are nipples are.
1: If you get the right, <laughs> he's actually going to tell me. With the with the weak personalities, and I do believe that the on that in that particular instance, not the girl isn't weak, and the it woman, might just be
0: the perfect storm of yeah the right type of people. Like
1: the girl isn't; she's being told by every authority figure in the room and on the phone. Everyone is authority to her because she's the poor.
0: She's just a girl. She's in employee. Job exactly. Yeah.
1: Everyone is an authority over you when you are. A person working in a burger joint. And? You have no authority. For most adults, of the movie, she's
0: got no clothes on, which yeah, must also make you feel exactly. dehumanized. And
1: adults have been your whole life telling you what to do. They're all in authority over you. Every single one of them. And so everybody else has no fucking excuse, except that you, you know, you can see people do this. So part of the nature of my job is on a phone and there are security things, so... I'm skeptical and cynical, and I I take no, you know, take no prisoners kind of thing anyway. And I'm a very, I don't know, I don't like authority. I don't give in to authority very easily, and if I do, it's with a big long fight. So I don't see myself falling for it. No, not if it's someone that is is new. I would And for I it don't myself, trust please. them. If I already have trusted somebody and have got an established relationship with them. And then they start sort of chipping away at this and sort of like putting out, not similar to what he's doing, but I'm talking about complying with something that you feel in your gut you shouldn't do because this person has authority over you. Even then, I don't know how well, well, I would do with complying And, with and it's easy
0: for you to say as a person watching this movie, well, I would have just put the phone down. Yeah. Um, It's, it's the actual social engineering aspect of it that... Like, to me personally, if uh, he said, I'm a policeman and I've got your managing area manager on the phone, I would have asked to speak to the area manager just to get the go-ahead, I'm fine to talk to you. And he wouldn't have been able to provide that, and that would have been the end of the conversation, right?
1: But the writer-director guy even said, I messed around, I played with gender and authority. Right. And here's a woman, the, the grown woman is the manager talking to a man who sounds younger than her, and but is asserting a certain condescending authority as well. And the, the her manager is also a man. Got him here on the line. He knows his name. So playing with that, where ultimately it was two dudes who kind of refused to kind of click into the whole thing. One guy did.
0: Two dudes didn't. One guy really did.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. It's horrible.
0: But it's interesting because <laughs> it the guy... Didn't walk into there with any anything on his mind. No, it was a fucking sleazeball. But but what I'm saying is yeah. it's interesting because he would never have done that. We don't know, though. I don't think so. I, I don't think he would. I think he would... You mean would,
1: like if given the situation in life, he wouldn't have... Right. Right.
0: He was basically talked into a crime. Yeah. And went along with it, well, slightly drunk. Yeah. Also, they played on that fact that... Yep.
1: You drove over there drinking, sir. So then
0: you've got something against him, because you're a policeman. It's the whole
1: thing, like, when you think back to accused, the accused, where a certain number of the men raped her, you know, in the bar, Jodie Foster, but the men who didn't rape her didn't stop it, and they... Cheered him on. Cheered it on, so that the dudes who claimed, I wouldn't have ever done that, but they all, I was going along with the crowd... And that's sort of this mentality as well. I'm going along with what the my fiance is the manager, and she told me to told do me this. To come in the and guy him. on the phone's telling me to do it, and look at what opportunity I have. Even though it's not overt, it's in his mind, isn't it? Like, yeah. holy shit, look what I you know. But ultimately, he breaks. He knows what he's done is horrible, but it, it sparks like an enormous amount of visceral response in me thinking about it, being afraid for... All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God, all those young people, young men and women, working in places away from their parents, away from people who care about them, and they're vulnerable to absolutely anything. What if it was 18-year-old girl, walks in the manager's office, he shuts the door, he says, you know, you, you suck at this job, but if you give me a blowjob, I won't fire you.
0: Which I'm sure happens all the yeah, time. Yeah,
1: and that you know some young women would just throw a pitch a fit and be like get out of my way you fucking dickhead and start screaming up a storm other young women would be like the authority of this person is overwhelming and i i i can't lose this job cuz my dad'll be mad at me and i can't the idea that you're so vulnerable to the authority and this idea of complying with this how we set up our society it's really it's like it's it's hor- it's intimidating because then you think, oh, I'll never do that.
0: But yeah, I'm sure there's it's it's a it could be if you're the type a really frustrating movie because you could be watching it and yelling at the screen. Exactly. no, what, Why is no, <laughs> hang up hang up hang up? Oh, I was close. Why are you saying that? Well, well no, it, I was you all seem like, like, like yeah. you all seem like you're insane. Did they put something in the chicken? Are you all like insane? <laughs> like you know, you could look at it that way. Like yeah. everybody has lost their freaking mind in this place. It's just, but. You know, there's there's patches of, yes, a lot of people seem to have lost it, but then there's patches of people who are like, what's going on in there? You Mm -hmm. know, there's a little bit of the... And that's to do with compliance, too, because there's a young dude who works on the chip fryers outside who's kind of like, this seems really wrong. And I refuse to partake. I refuse to partake, but I'm not in charge here. The people in charge here should be... Sorting this out, and where are the police? And what's good? But he's not in the position to. Then he trusts.
1: So when she brings in the fiance, who's older than him, he has an element of trust for the manager lady. And why she wouldn't let
0: something bad happen?
1: But he's still investigating on his own a little bit. Like, what the fuck is going on here? So he's at least on the peripheral. And then we've got the dude who ultimately is like, "Well, this is just wrong. Who the hell are you?" You know that kind of thing. It's got a good variety of people who nobody is a hundred percent because even the manager lady she gives him pretty easy to everything but she still questions him quite you know enough to make you feel like she, she
0: does question him every time resisting she's like yeah you know yeah.
1: What, when are do we you really be have here? to do this? When, right.
0: Is it okay for this person to be in here? So
1: nobody is just like I'm going to lay down and be the doormat for you. Love it. They you could different... definitely
0: look at it two ways. You could look at it like everybody's insane in this room and nobody's making a clear decision anywhere. Yeah. Or people are being manipulated in this room and some people are easily manipulated. Yeah, and
1: nobody's looking out for this girl. Like nobody's standing no, and up. And she's until not helping herself the...
0: by she. You know, she could at any point. Walk out of that room. She doesn't think that, though. No, but what I'm saying is.
1: That's like blaming her, though.
0: No, I'm not blaming her. I'm saying. The the idea of compliance is she could physically walk out of that room at any point. She's not
1: chained down. Nobody's going to stop her. Well, I don't. I disagree with that. I think the lady even tells her to shut up. She tells her to sit down. She tells her to stop talking. If she were to try to leave the room, I'm convinced that Sandra would. Grab her arm and say, where are you going? You are, yeah. this is in trouble. So I disagree with the idea that you blame the girl for not leaving because she is the only one who is absolutely well, obviously without she's any... noted,
0: But That's not what I was saying.
1: Right, but that's what it sounds like when people say, well, why don't you we just walk out, wouldn't you? No, fault.
0: I'm just saying, I, I was explaining like the different things that people could have done but never did it. Like the manageress could have put the phone down at any point.
1: Yeah, she's more responsible than me. To me, well, she's than the anybody guilty party, right? Yeah,
0: but still, in and the real, the real life case, she won a bunch of money, right?
1: Well, she got money after the fact. Did not go to woman. jail
0: or anything? Uh,
1: there was a civil suit brought up against her and something else, but she sued McDonald's for not having. Uh, warned them about these specific pranks going on and so therefore because of all this stuff that had happened afterwards in her life that they owed her some sort of compensation
0: and the the victim in this case the girl also got a settlement and she um and well, the she guy, was
1: fucked up afterwards for clear reasons <laughs> yeah I know. and the guy
0: never went we to, got in trouble yeah but he didn't serve don't. time or anything that's what it said,
1: and there were more than one. So this, this is a the
0: particular one that I think they were getting at. The guy didn't; he just got off. Plus, the, you know, in this movie, they portrayed him as like a telephone salesman. He was not that. Dis- oh, you
1: mean the the perpetrator? Yeah, not the guy who sexually assaulted her. No, the, right. the
0: actual right. phone guy. He they were he went to
1: pre- he went to court, but they acquitted. him. Right,
0: acquitted. Yeah, so he got away with it
1: because there was no hard evidence.
0: Because he, because to that linked him to the calls. that he did anything, like almost like his lawyer would say, if they these people are stupid enough to follow. No, somebody. no,
1: they just said there's no evidence he had anything to do with it. Not they would never come. They didn't agree to. But anything. even if it
0: got to that, what well, I'm getting at is if it got to that point, a lawyer on his side would say, "This guy's nothing. He's telling people what to do, and they're doing it. Who's to blame?" But
1: it? he is. Um, What's it called when you are pretending to be a police officer? That's illegal. Yeah, that's illegal, yeah. So there you go.
0: I don't know if that's jail time or what, I don't no, know. No. But um it's an interesting and you know, the thing at the end says there was seventy incidents of it in the US. In fact, in fact I really like the scene in the movie where the police officer finds <laughs> out that <laughs> there's more
1: than one thing that time. Like like happened. he's
0: investigating it a little bit and then some guy on the phone says, Oh yeah, this happened in such a place and he's like, No, it's just happened here. And he's like, No, it happened in such a place a while ago he's like, it happened more than once? Like, it's like a... Yeah. It is a... Like, whoa, whoa, really? Somebody managed to pull this off twice. More but than twice. But not twice. twice. Yeah. Like, um, so, I saw the trailer for this movie when we went to the ragtag theatre to see The Master. And you... When we went in and you had to go out... What did you go Turn out? my phone off. To turn your phone off. The trailer for this movie <laughs> came All on. Right. And I was like... And it... I, it was like halfway through the trailer. Actually, we'd walked in, it was already played. And I was like, oh, that looks interesting. And then I completely forgot about
1: right. it. Right, I knew nothing about it.
0: And that was what, like uh, last year, wasn't it? So um, I didn't put two and two together was but that was this movie. Yeah. So um, I think it's a really well-made movie. Fairly well-made. Um, I it's, like the style of the movie too. It rending. feels like I'm really there. Which is he makes loves it even Close worse. up
1: pictures and I love close up pictures. And getting right like is it
0: really interesting like getting right in the eyeballs and like just weird?
1: I think that was a nod to system. the original studies that he that sparked the idea of people who would comply with these psychological tests that were done yeah. in like in the fifties and sixties, and that was part of their testing to was see. to see if your eyeballs dilated, if there's some physiological response that would override to where you could claim I have no control that my the, I'm just following is, orders not blinding. just that but uh, yeah like my body is actually overriding something because I I have to do it so that, I think that's what because there's right.
0: an interview with a news reporter at the end and the news mm-hmm. reporter says to the yeah. lady, the manageress were you brainwashed yeah which is part of that exper- the um, what's the experiment called the, the it's about the they one that in-
1: he was talking about was the m- m-
0: well, I forget now Malik or Malak or... but it's about the um, that like uh, if you're confronted with
1: uh, well there's one about electricity you're in one room and people are in another room and it's like a famous study where yeah, you're told where that they... you push a button and You'll... you hear them and then at some point you hear the person actually no, you no longer hear them speaking because they make it as if that person has collapsed and passed out. But will, who will continue to push the electric, even if you think you've killed them? And who wouldn't? Because the authority figure is telling you There's to. a movie about that.
0: I can't remember what it was called, though. I watched a movie where they put a load of people into these tests. And that was one of them. About pressing a button. and. You a documentary? No, it was an actual movie, like a horror movie. Oh. But it used that concept like what would you know would you go through with this thing right kind of like Saw you've got to do this to get out of that right, you know? right Well, there you it's go. right. a good example yeah Saw is a bunch of social experiments the guy the, the killer is yeah. like seeing what people will, how far people will go same as this yeah yeah <laughs> not not the same as this but yeah there's no Wilson Wolf, there's the keys inside that guy will you get the key if you're gonna die yeah it's like a, that's a social experiment in a horrific way
1: there's no blood and guts in this movie we can assure
0: you no but yeah it's quite disturbing I think very and I I just applauded for the way it was done because it really felt like I was for a day in that place with that shit happening you know and then he shows you the mundane Mm -hmm. here's the restaurant operating people eating fries going in the fryer burgers being wrapped
1: with this horrible thing going on in the back room
0: yeah the contrast that it's all going on in front well just behind a wall basically Every, you know there's these people eating there's somebody being sexually abused in a room behind you it's really unsettling and mm. even worse when you realise that it happened to this poor girl oh, more than one poor girl right um, I don't know if it went as far as this in other incidents not sure but this one and you might watch this film and say oh that's probably all made up just to make it seem worse but no all those things happened including the yeah yeah they all did happen, which is, it's, it boggles my mind that it's somebody. Even the guy who was talking to them was surprised, I think. You know, because when he said, do you want me to put the phone on a back? Yeah. Even he, at that point, was like... Sure. This guy's doing this. It's crazy. He's not put the phone down.
1: <laughs> and it also seemed like it gave him, all these things gave him permission because he's like, what a bunch of fucking idiots. I don't care that I'm actually doing harm because these people are idiots. They're my puppets, and I don't care what they do or what what effect it has. I don't know on who them. they are. Yeah, I've no. Well, he does because he's looked at. <laughs> I into mean, it.
0: hardly. They're right. just some not voices yeah. on the phone, right? Um, so uh, moving on to the cast here, Anne Dowd plays Sandra, and she's my favorite thing in the whole movie, to be honest. The manageress lady, because. She's very realistic in my... Like, everything that comes out of her mouth... True. I feel like it's a real person. I don't feel like it's somebody acting a <laughs> restaurant manager. I feel like if I went into a local fast food and asked for the manager, that lady would come out and talk to me. Definitely. Everything about her, the way she dressed, the way she is a little bit... Um, what do you call it? Frumpy? Well, she's that, but she's also... Uh, insecure. Insecure. You can, you can tell because she twiddles that like she. Yep. She she they have like a what is it like a scarf and she's always fiddling with it like she's doesn't. Thanks,
1: like I'm twisting. Yeah, my it's hair an right insecurity <laughs> thing,
0: and you can feel it just from the physicality of that character without saying anything. But then there's things that she says where she's trying to be cool at the beginning, where the girls are having a bit of a conversation, and she tries to be into yep. it. When she says about sexting. Yeah, she just wants to to fit in with these, but she's way she's not their age, but she wants to.
1: And thinking back, as we open, she's dealing with the delivery guy who's bringing her food because the freezer didn't get shut and a bunch of the food Mm -hmm. went bad. The reason we have that encounter is because she didn't want to confront the manager of the region, she didn't even want to do that. She was too kind of weak. To face that. She wanted to skip to solving the problem. And I'll deal with uh, actually confronting him later. I don't want to admit that we have this problem. I don't want to face it. I don't want to get in trouble. So there. Now that I think back. There's a hint. She can't. She has a hard time dealing with authority. Like in terms of. I'll just. Either avoid it. Or I will put my head down. And just do whatever I'm. Expected of me. So. When you think about her that way. She's sort of a. Kind of a. Weak sort of uh, what do you call a person that just kind of passive aggressive <laughs> Probably definitely, but I mean a person at a job's worth, is that what they're called? Who just sort of do whatever they're told at work because that's my job and you're telling me to do it so I'm gonna do it.
0: There's two little thing two little niggles I have with the movie. I just th- I was just thinking then. One somebody left the freezer open and the burgers and the pickles went bad. Bacon. Bacon and pickles, she said. Mm-hmm. You don't put pickles in the freezer, do you?
1: The fridge. Somebody didn't close the fridge, I think is what they're talking about. The walk-in.
0: Just an actual refrigerator. Would the pickles go bad? They're, they're pickled.
1: Refrigerator.
0: No, pickles are pickled.
1: Yeah, they get They don't na- go bad. Yeah, but you can't keep in the fridge. Yeah, right. You can't keep them in refrigerator. All right,
0: so that's... <laughs> I was thinking, you the pickles are pickled. The reason they pickled is they keep for a long time, right? Right. And second, at the end, where they said... Where they were... The police were in the thing, and they were... Um, they, <laughs> this is just because I'm into computers. The policeman right. pulled the CD-ROM drive out of the computer and said to the other guy, here's the hard drive, everything's on there. But it was actually the CD-ROM drive.
1: How could you tell?
0: Because he had it in his hand with the with the IDE cable coming out the back of it, and it was a CD-ROM drive. I could see it. In fact, I would pause... And I would challenge oh, anybody to pause can't. that and look at it. And he'd give it him. And I was thinking... Why would he giving him the CD-ROM drive? That's got nothing. Because he said, everything's on here. I'm like, no, not everything's on there. That's a CD drive. As if
1: it were a hard drive.
0: As if it was a hard drive. I guess that's all they had, or nobody on the set was technically minded to say. <laughs> well, that's
1: right. the
0: thing that they put stuff on. But anyway, they're nothing things. <laughs> but the pickles thing was throwing me. I was thinking, pickles? Uh, pickles? Plus, as
1: a restaurant, you, you can't just serve things that have been left out and stuff. No. So it has to be right. And there. I get
0: it. But it was just yeah. a funny thing. I, I, I was thinking about it and thinking, pickles are pickled. For a reason. (laughs) But you don't leave them out. They'll go bad overnight. Um, So, the second person is Dreamer Walker as Becky. And she plays the girl. Really challenging part. Oh, man. She has to take her clothes off, obviously. She does an
1: amazing job. Absolutely amazing. She's my favorite part of the whole movie.
0: Yeah, I really liked the manageress because there was... But the girl's good, too. Oh, my God. And it's... I think that... Must have been hard.
1: Yeah, comply like doing the line between, you know, I'm a 19 year old girl who speaks my mind, and I and she defends herself at first, and they wear her down, and then the the look on her face of, you know what? No matter what I do, I'm fucked. I mean, no matter what I do, I'm I I can't fight this.
0: She's literally got no personality by the end. She's just nothing. She's just crumbled. Like, I mean, she's done this horrific act first. Yeah. Off, but second, she's got. She's just she's lost herself. She's like almost like she's been used well, she's up. Been, and,
1: uh, she's been sexually assaulted.
0: Right, I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> that she betrays it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's what I mean. I, I mean that's what's supposed to happen. But
1: it's like wrung her out.
0: Right. Um. And then we've got Pat Healy as Officer Daniels, and you know, he's, he's fantastic. fantastic. Like um, he, you'll have seen him in Mad Men. Um. I wouldn't notice him. But he is um. Who was he in Mad Men?
1: Oh, the other guy you yeah. said.
0: Um. He it's uh, it's so creepy the performance and they said how they made this movie was he was on the other end of the phone yeah. while the other people were acting so they didn't just have nobody on the phone because
1: the kind of the hook of the movie is a part of it is that he's on the phone with them the whole time there's right. always a character in the room on the phone with them for the whole all the hours no one hangs up no one ever clicks off so he never says I'll call back in it. 10 minutes he, and he's, he's actually talking on the phone so it's not an actress or actor trying to Play their part against
0: silence so he's yeah. in the other room on a phone, talking to the cast, which is the only it's the best way it's to amazing
1: because it. if you think about it, you know in the real life situation you can't see the person's expression or their mannerisms, and no. so you take them at their word and their tone of voice, and the actor also has that to that they can't see the person smiling or making a funny face or anything. All they have to go on is this really intimidating, really snotty, really
0: ugh voice. I thought it was anyway. And then you've got Bill Camp who plays Van, and this he's like the husband. Uh, sorry, boyfriend. It a good job. The manager. He's a
1: horrible character. <laughs> yeah, but very realistic and very, very believable. Oh, completely!
0: In fact, they all are. Like, um and then I put down Philip Ettinger as Kevin, and Kevin's like the it's young guy job. who works there, who's trying to question things. And Ashley Atkinson as Marty, and she also tries to question things a little bit. And They're on the edge. Nobody of, ever fully, well, fully questions things till
1: Harold comes in, right? And saves the person the day. you least kind
0: <laughs> of think will question things. You know, yeah. like why would he be? In, like, he yes, they foreshadow he might come back later. Yeah. But it wasn't what I was thinking of. I wasn't thinking, well, he's the guy who might, you know, throw a spanner in the works. Um, So this is directed by Craig Zobel. And he hasn't actually directed any other films, but he's done some short films. I think it's a really good first movie. Oh, my God. And I think he really chose an interesting subject. Um,
1: Without exploiting it.
0: Yeah, definitely didn't exploit it. Told it as it is, really. As far as that story is. Yeah. And hopefully... You know, people get to see this and it makes them think about, you know, because situations like that can occur all the time. Pranks or people just being nefarious.
1: I'm just glad that I've said it ahead of this movie that all these stupid prank calls that people make are bullshit. It isn't funny. It isn't clever. It isn't charming. It's, it's, it's damaging. It's... Like, even if you call somebody and they're working at McDonald's and you're asking them a bunch of bullshit questions, even to waste their time and make them say stupid shit, well, that person might get in trouble for the five minutes that they took to answer your stupid questions. They could get fired. It could, like, impact someone's life. I have no sense of humor on this topic. At all. I don't think it's cute. I don't think it's like, oh, well, it's just a bit of fun. Make, uh, you know, embarrass somebody on the phone. No, 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 no. It's bullshit. So this but, guy just takes it to the to the like the hor- horrible end of things.
0: Yeah, it's almost what he does. is almost not even like a prank call. I, like, I disagree. It's, it's like exactly a, it's like a, call. a real call. <laughs> There's no. It's not like a prank. It, it wouldn't come across as a prank.
1: Neither do the ones where people pretend to be other people as well and try to humiliate. No, I mean people. the way
0: this guy portray the, the way this call comes across. It's not like somebody decided to make a prank call. It's like he decided to make a real call. How it would be. He's not doing it for... I don't know what he's doing it for. I actually still don't know now.
1: Oh, it's a prank. It's like playing a prank on people to see how just far they go. Just for himself, though. Yeah. I mean, that's the prank Not a for a radio call. show,
0: not for a right. YouTube video, not for anything. Just for himself. Right. Not for his wife, not for his kid. He's just a family man, isn't he? Um,
1: five, so, five kids, actually.
0: Yeah, so the Blu-ray here... Um, I like. This is the actual theatrical poster. Do you like it? Mm-hmm. It's got too many words on it.
1: Too many words, but I like the image
0: because it's a little bit
1: dis- disturbing.
0: Yeah. Um, so the special features are slightly disappointing in my... Um, I wanted like a re- about the real thing, but I think they might not be able to say stuff about it because of loyally things and, you know... Yes, it's a case... I just don't think they want to say this is about that exactly, that one or this one.
1: What I need to look up is I'd like to see if that interview really happened that she did in yeah. the end, and see if we can get clip of interesting, that. Because that's an
0: interesting too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so this does contain some special features, but they all kind of contradict each other. It's like <laughs> deja vu when you're watching them.
1: Contradict? No, they'll go along with each other.
0: Yeah, not contradict. They, it's like <laughs> deja vu. It's yeah. like repeat, oh, repeat, 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 repeat. Right. So there's three things. There's behind the scenes of compliance. An interview with the director and AXS TV. a look at compliance. Now, a look at compliance and behind the scenes of compliance are essentially the same thing. It's just yeah. one of those EPK things. Uh, but the director... What's EPK mean? Electronic press kit. Okay. That's what they send out when you're a press person and you get a shot. Here's what this movie's about. And the director or somebody says, this movie's about a fast food restaurant, blah, 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 blah. And then it shows you some clips. That's all it is. It's very... That's what these are. Plus there's an interview with the director. Which is pretty interesting. But I find it really hard to listen to him. Because he's kind of a uh, rambly of the, a
1: little bit. Like, he's not rambly. He stu- stu- uh, and, 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 stops. And if if
0: It takes a while and, and, for, if, for... But not, he's not
1: a stutterer. So we're not making fun of stuttering. He's one of those people that as he's trying to explain things... The thought
0: doesn't come out. There's a
1: little bit of self importance that makes people um uh extend um uh uh what what they're saying so to make it uh appear
0: more and they did try and interestingly enough they did try to edit it because it goes to black and then he comes back a few times and i think that's where he really wasn't saying anything hardly at all, but I found it quite difficult to watch in fact i was like get get to the point nope oh, he's not saying it. Oh, yeah. he's saying it. That's <laughs> how I felt watching him. I was interested in what he said. It was just pretty hard to watch. Um, almost like I felt like it'd be better if somebody else said it.
1: I agree. Who wasn't
0: him. Um, or just talk normal. Say your
1: sentences. Say what you're thinking. Put it out there. Yeah. Don't... Uh, it,
0: it, not that, uh, obviously, he's not made for off-the-cuff speaking. He's made for... he's.
1: And the thing is they showed him in three different interview scenarios saying the same things and speaking the same way every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just his style.
0: It's like he only spoke once and then they. Oh uh, no, because they were different. All he different. was in different clothes, yeah. Different clothes, different places. So um that's it for Blu-ray Extras, but I think the film is enough for the in this respect. And I've seen this for like fifteen books. So um it's I'd not good I'd like an to see expensive. a
1: documentary about this subject.
0: Yeah. Um so in conclusion, I recommend it. It's you know, I'm thinking like There are films that resonate with you and stick. I feel like this will be one that at the end of the year when we're talking about movies that we watched this year, this will pop up. It won't be one that we just forget.
1: And as, as we were saying before, when you disagree with somebody's opinion that you wouldn't just go up and tell them that they're an idiot. I'm telling you now, if you watch this movie and then you proclaim that this girl or any girl in that position is a slut or that she deserves it, then I'm going to tell you to your face that you're an idiot because you are wrong. So just keep that in mind, if you watch it, that I will be there to tell you how stupid you are.
0: <laughs> so quite quite a controversial film. I, exactly. I say give it a watch. <laughs> it's not for the kids, it's for the adults yeah. of the house and
1: it, you know, maybe your late teen daughters Yeah, you yeah. know you know what <laughs> and if sons, you, if and you sons.
0: also if you um, bring up your teen daughters and you say there are the type of people who are very religious or and they really shelter kids, like completely shelter them. Mhm. And this that could they, be this could be a thing that your kid could, because if, of your shelterness and not explaining things, properly, how the world works. That
1: they do what they're told. Do what
0: they told. Maybe maybe you should get them to look at this or look at it with them and say, maybe not always do as you're told. Question authority. Yeah, if
1: you get in a position where an authority figure makes you feel like something bad's happening, call me.
0: Right. And <laughs> call when I was when I was a, I was a kid, I was told by my grandma who's religious. Do not question authority. If a teacher tells you to do something, do it. If a policeman tells you to do something, do it.
1: People it's, still get raised that way. And they
0: do. And obviously I changed my ways. I didn't take all that literally. Some people do. And that would be the kind of people would fall for a this kind of thing. be a horrible vic- victimized terribly. So yeah, maybe you should watch it with your teenage daughters. And sons.
1: You don't yeah. want your sons to In fact, to
0: we be... said that about... Um, shame. And, and not trust, shame. Trust. Um, that... While it's very disturbing and, and really thick subject matter, maybe you should sit down with teenage, teenagers and watch it because yeah, it's, it's, it's a lesson to learn, isn't it? Like, Plant you
1: know. a seed about something, yeah. So um,
0: let's. Thanks to Magnolia uh, Home Entertainment for the Blu ray. And uh, if you want to go and enter a contest, we've got a couple running on AceCully.com at the moment. You can go and enter them, win some Blu rays. Next week's Blu ray review will be Flight. With Denzel Washington. It's Oscar nominated uh, for Best Actor, actually. So, we're going to be looking at Flight. Um, and the movie game, Movie Year. All right, you Such can go a first. a terrible
1: title, but I guess I still haven't made the effort to fix that. Uh, what is this? It is that we say a movie, and the other person has to guess or know. <laughs> Proclaim what year the movie came out. All right. Not necessarily what year was made, but we'll kind of fudge around. We never asserted that rule completely. But, uh, and mine this year, this, this year, the last one for the year, no. This week is one of your favorites, Airplane.
0: Airplane, 1981.
1: Is that your final answer? Yeah. No, nineteen eighty.
0: Oh, Very so I knew close. I knew yeah. I right. But to
1: me, it's a 70s movie. So when I was looking through it, I'm thinking, that wasn't 1980, was it? But absolutely.
0: All right. Mine is, and I don't know why I picked this movie, and I don't know why you picked your movie. Maybe because of flight? I don't know.
1: No, I went through the alphabet and just picked right. random movies. All right,
0: mine is Carrie, <laughs> the original Carrie.
1: Oh, that's a good one. Holy shit. I'm going to say... 1978.
0: Close. 1976. Dang. It do not feel like 1976 to me.
1: I was thinking seven, like 76 through 79 because they were all very much like my sister and brother who graduated in 75 and 76. And I was trying to think the, the look of it, the vibe of it was very much in that area. So 76, And this sense. year
0: there's a, a new yeah. retelling of Carrie coming Whatever. up. Whatever. It's one of those evergreen stories in my opinion where you can retell it for a new generation like because yeah the kids of today might not watch a 1976 movie but it can be retold yeah, but that one's moderner. fine yeah but it has been retold there was another one remember yeah
1: no but but that one was fine that's
0: what, what I'm saying is it is a story that you
1: know, I mean can... the original does not need to be retold
0: you mean like the if you want to mess is... with it do a carry two well, no, they already did. Karen you don't need
1: there. to mess with it.
0: Just watch I'm just Karen. saying it is it's a, it's, a, it's quite a classic story that can be redone, and I think it would be fine.
1: Why does it mean it has to be redone? like I'm just
0: done? I'm just saying there's some kids who will never see a 1976 film. They will never see because the only way they watch films is they go to the multiplex on a Friday night and whatever's there they watch. Right.
1: They have the ability though to, but watch, they won't. But they can, some will.
0: So that's the audience for a remake of something like Carrie. Remaking The Evil Dead this year. I'm excited for a remake of The Evil Dead, mainly because I love The Evil Dead, the original, but it is very... Cheap. Cheap. Literally it's great.
1: cheap. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: really cheap, and it, it's it's great. But it's, is it
1: Sam Raimi doing it again?
0: Uh, he's producing with, with Bruce Campbell this new one. They're both producers, and they had input, and they chose the director, so I'm confident.
1: See, that's different to me than taking a movie like Carrie and just having some... We know we
0: know that there are some like when they redid Nightmare on Elm Street a couple of years ago with the you know it wasn't very good was it it was just not very good no so we know that these remakes can be bad <laughs> like the- not
1: only that they're bad but that the issue even comes up that you need to do it in the first place it isn't necessary
0: we you know? just mind- it's like
1: saying well I'm gonna rewrite Gone with the Wind or a book what's a book that's a classic book I'm gonna just rewrite it. So that a modern generation will read it. I mean, that's ridiculous. So,
0: so I um, disagree with the reboot, girl. Movie recommendations this week. Uh, I am going with, in terms of movies that make you feel really uncomfortable. That's the ones <laughs> I've gone for.
1: And one of yours is definitely up that alley. So, my
0: first one is Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene.
1: Oh, God, yeah. Which
0: I feel like, you know, for, for a small movie that we watched last year, not one of the big Hollywood blockbusters... I think of it more than I think of some of those Hollywood blockbusters Because it sticks. It's... It's, it's quiet awkward and it's and disturbing. Weird. Yeah, and it... The idea of it is more than the... And my other one's Eden Lake. Oh, you changed it. I did change it.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And the reason I chose Eden Lake is because it plays with the... I, Eden Lake's a British horror film. Michael Fassbender's in it before he became super famous Michael Fassbender. Shame. Right. <laughs> or oh, Prometheus. Both.
1: They're both him's uh, movies,
0: right? But the um, Eden Lake plays with the idea of um, compliance because there's this bunch of kids, like thug, thuggish youths, and these two proper, kind of semi posh people who the kind of they have this kind of you know the kids say some weird shit and they say you know could leave us alone or whatever. Like there's a social thing that gets broken. Yes. And that's how I see it in Eden Lake and then the whole... You yeah, know.
1: it's horrible. And it is horrific. It's gross and it's horrible and it's bloody and it's gutsy. Guts as in... I
0: think it's one gore. of my favourite horror films when I think about it. Because the idea of it and the actual what happens... Mm-hmm. And because it's not a bogeyman or a Freddy Krueger... It's just some kids who you all see... You, you, if you were in England, you would see those kids on a street corner. Absolutely. They're not boogeyman; they're just kids violent kids right and it's it's creepy as shit and it could happen there's not anything ridiculous in that it's not really no it's I mean
1: it's movied up but it's not out of the realm it's a little out of the realm but I mean it's disturbing mine yeah. yeah, so. are we've talked about it already it's called Trust directed by David Schwimmer and it has that one guy and that lady <laughs> The woman from Virgin. It has a
0: man and a woman.
1: It has the woman who's the woman in 40, 40 year old Virgin. I forget her name. She's really good. And it has not Colin Firth, but the other guy that I was calling Bull Colin Firth for some
0: reason. You're very really good at this. From Born. Good at this. Clive <laughs> Owen, <you mean. laughs>
1: Why do I even put Colin Firth and Clive Owen? I have no idea. When they're, they're both British. Together. In a movie, I don't know what it is. They have short brown hair. That's why. I can-
0: Mary Steenburgen is she in it?
1: No, Who no. Was it? It's the wife is the woman from Forty Year Old Virgin. The the woman that he likes. Yes. Yeah, and the girl's really awesome too. And it's a movie about this. It's a, another one about not just compliance with an authority figure, but the trust, and that's what's called, that you put into somebody. And it's not based on cues in face-to-face situations. It's based on how they can manipulate you from a distance to comply with what they want. And it's really disturbing. It's beautifully done. It's and just, you can, uh, you can uh, go
0: back and listen to our review of it. Because mm-hmm. we did review it last year.
1: You little self-promoter. Correct. And my other one is... Only because I've been watching it lately and has absolutely nothing to do with this topic. But it's Star Trek Voyager. I don't care what anybody says... I mean, I care, but I don't care. Uh, I didn't think I would even like it when I started watching it. And yet now I am obsessed with episode, next episode, next episode, next episode. I've got hooked by the ensemble. I've got hooked by the different... uh, The theme of it that they've been sort of jettisoned out too far away in the galaxy to even get home within like 70 years or whatever. And, um... It's sort of to me like Gilligan's Island in space, and you even point out so is nineteen ninety nine or Space nineteen ninety nine that the moon has been jettisoned out into space, and these people are trapped there, and they face a series of which I need to go back and watch that again. It's a seventies or eighties. Seventies, right? Same kind of thing. They're confronted with things out in space that they know nothing about. What's really
0: about. cool about it is they've
1: limited they're resources. They're on the moon, right? The moon itself. The moon's the vessel. has gotten jettisoned out into the solar system and into the galaxy. Same with Voyager. And, you know, I don't quite understand people who, like we discussed it this week, this thing about pitting one against Star Trek or Star Wars. Because they're so different. I don't even understand how people can compare them whatsoever. That means you have to take every single sci-fi movie, book, or comic, or anything, television show, and pit them all against each other. And then from, from the thousands that there are, you choose one. To be a fan of. It doesn't make any sense. Like I love them both. I love Star Trek a little bit more. Because there's more of it. But I'm saying Star Trek Voyager. um, Give it a try. Alright so. Janeway is fantastic.
0: (laughs) Games and A. Scully stuff. Um, I have played a few games this week. First one. The Unfinished Swan. Weird title for a game I know. Um. PlayStation, if you go on the PlayStation Network at the moment, they've got a sale going on and there's a lot of games for sale for like three bucks, two ninety nine. And these were games that were like ten, fifteen dollars a couple of weeks ago. Um, and the Unfinished Swan is three dollars and seventy-five cents. Down from fourteen ninety-nine. When it came out, I wanted to play it. Is
1: it that because it's crappy?
0: No, it's they've just got a sale going on. Okay. For downloadable games. So when it came out I wanted to get it because I read all the reviews and I knew what it was about and $14.99 is a little bit steep for a downloadable game that they were saying was about 2 to 3 hours long. Um so I picked it up at 375 because that's that's a good price I think. Uh and now the, what the game's about and it's a really weird. It's a it started off as a um you know like students uh, making a game concept for a college course. You know, DigiPen or whatever, where you—that's where Portal came from. So you know, when you have, you know, if you're on a um, student course to make a game, video game designer course, degree in video games, okay, you have to instead of having a thesis, you have to have a video game at the end of it, right? So makes sense. That's where Portal came from. It was called Nebacular Drop that one. It was a different game, but then Valve bought the rights to it and made it into Portal. This was one of those too, and the idea of it is, you start off and it's a completely white room. You can't, it, everything's white, And when' you, sort of like blinding white, like there's so much
1: light that yeah. it's just blinding white.: And light.
0: there are no, um, no tutorial, nobody ever tells you what the controller does, and you just have to kind of figure this thing out for yourself. And you quickly realize, when you press one of the buttons, you throw paintballs that are like black. So you can throw black paint at the white walls and by doing so you can figure out how in this case how to get out of this place. Because you can if you throw some paint to your right and all of a sudden it's very close to you, a black some black, you know you're very close to a wall. And if you throw in front of you and you see like an archway, you know there's a door, you know so mm-hmm. you're throwing this black paint to try and navigate through this area. And then it becomes apparent you've got to follow this trail and this... Like un- the black defines everything. The black starts to define... It's like throwing paint on a canvas, but the canvas had a relief of something and you're exposing yeah, the relief, right? So... Very nice, hey, it's Very nice. So you see, <laughs> eventually, a um, duck, well, in this case a swan, actually, because why it's called the Unfinished <laughs> Swan. And you hear it quack every now and then, and you see yellow footprints on the floor. And that's kind of saying, like, go this way, because you don't know why or what. So you're uncovering the area, and you're going towards this swan. And that's how the game plays out. It's not really explained what's going on, apart from there is a little bit of an intro where you're a little boy and your mother has died and she was an artist and she had a problem with finishing paintings hence the unfinished swan and your favorite picture as this as this child who's lost his mother was this picture of a swan but we, it wasn't finished it, it was and what the child likes to do to get away from everything is imagine he's in that painting and that's when you wake up well you end up in this white room so is the whole thing a dream is it not yeah. um it's like an artistic kind of if you've played journey or Flower those kind of games where there's an overall concept but it's maybe not delivered to you like most games are with cutscenes and voices and that's what it is it's really imaginative I've not got all, all the way through it yet um, 375 at the moment, I say pick it up I also picked up Little Big Planet Karting <laughs> which is the new Little Big Planet game but instead of it just being platforming it's a racing game I saw um, that and it, this game costs fifty nine ninety nine, but at the moment in this sale on PlayStation Network, the digital version, obviously you download it, it's ten bucks nine ninety nine, which is insane because this this game came out at Christmas. Is it worth it? It is for me because I like racing games, but it's racing. It looks
1: like Mario Kart to me.
0: It is pretty much. Oh right. It, but with a because it's a little big planet, you can create your own tracks, you can create your own worlds. There's a billion tracks that other people have created that you can go and play and rate and share.
1: You're not much of a creator. No,
0: but I like to play what other people have made. And I went through some of the levels the other day and people have made like a Sonic the Hedgehog, (laughs) Mario levels, all kinds of levels out of very limited resources where you think, that is extremely clever how they made that Sonic level because there's no Sonic artwork in this game. But they pieced other artwork together to make Sonic artwork. So, I mean, I applaud all those people. It must take them hours and hours and hours. They even remixed the music in the game by putting the notes together in a different way to make the Sonic theme. Oh, dear. Wow. So, so, um, yeah, it's a little big planet karting. If you like racing games, you like kart racing games like Mario Kart. Ten bucks. It's insane. It mustn't have sold well. Um, because dropping a game from sixty bucks to ten bucks within the space of a few months there's definitely something wrong there.
1: It's been so long since I've had
0: any sack boy things. So, well, Little Big Planet two was the last one, but yeah, mm-hmm. that was the beginning of last year. Um, I like the Big Little Big Planet series. It's like adorable, right? If yeah. you could give it a word, it's, it's too, arts and it's Too hard for me, right? But it's you can't. The aesthetic even is just. There's nothing that looks like it. It's very, you know, felt shapes and burlap sack people touchable. And, uh yeah, and it looks really good. And little big planet Karting. Uh I also I, been playing What's it
1: called carton?
0: Carting. Like you're in a cart. Go kart. Carting. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay.
0: K A R T I N G. Okay. I
1: thought you said karton, like carton, like C A R T O N. Like a milk carton.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> little big planet. K a r t i n g.
1: <laughs> Little Big Planet. Carton. That's why I thought you said yesterday. That's and the, that's coming out
0: soon. <laughs> where you're inside a egg carton. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's the whole game.
1: That's why I wasn't making sense. You see, I didn't understand it.
0: Um, the no, Sim City beta came out uh, this weekend. If you were chosen, we both got chosen. I signed us up very early. Um, I downloaded it and played it this morning. You only get an hour's play i I was actually interested in playing for an hour just to see how it looked and how it ran, and it, I actually pleased to report, uh, my computer was pretty beastly. Uh, it runs really well, but I didn't expect anything less but um,
1: Beastly sounds bad: you mean Beastly
0: as in it's very good, like it's ha- high yeah. spec computer okay. um, so I didn't think it would run badly, but I wanted to see exactly how it ran because the old SimCity, even now, I tried SimCity 4. Even on my good computer, it when you get a big city it gets really sluggish. And I think it's just not very well optimized. It was old and yeah. they never updated it. But this one runs really smooth. It looks really good. It's like um as you saw, when you zoom right in, like places of business. They used to all just be the same kind of yeah. building. Oh, here's a business building. Here's a business building. Here's a restaurant,
1: restaurant, restaurant, restaurant.
0: Now it's like individual restaurants. Like, here's a pizza restaurant. Here's a Mexican restaurant. Here's a curry house. Here, And they look But you all don't different. build
1: them. They build do them. Don't. Right. Same as before. You lay down some business turf and then it just pops up. But
0: I found out. So you see the pizza. You click on the pizza place. Actually click on... Zoom in and click on the details of the pizza place. You can customize the pizza place. And there are several things you can do. You can add a car park to the piece of place ah. or a drive through, or, you know, pay in, extra in to... In the beater? Yeah. Or
1: just in the finished game? No,
0: it's in there. You, I, I, in fact, I, I built a uh, fire house and then I went into it, It's like little options. And you could add a little tower with a bell. So the bell alerts them earlier for fires. You could put a flagpole with a flag and that made, like, something go up around the area. Like, the people were more happy that there was a, they were flying a flag. But there are actual things. Every single little business has things that you can add on to that business to make people So I
1: need happy. to actually turn it on. I don't like the hour limitation. It'll drive me crazy. But just to test out and see if they've put in there that you and I could actually... Meet up with each other in the And you
0: can add a friend, I noticed. And you can zoom out and see the other places. So I'm assuming you can. Go to their
1: town. As long as we play together. After we're done with this, I'll put together a city real quick.
0: So, yeah, unfortunately, this beta's a closed beta. It's not for everybody. You had to sign up for it. And the other limitation is it's only for three days. And it actually ends at midnight on Sunday. So, if you... Oh, by the time you get this podcast, it's finished. <laughs> but the, but, Too bad. But the best thing about it is the game's actually out on March the 2nd, so it's not very long to wait for the final game now. Um, so, yeah, that's the SimCity beta. And very finally, on my 8 games and 8 Scully stuff, and this is nothing to do with games or 8 Scully stuff, <laughs> um, the, the Disney have officially uh, announced the director of Star Wars 7, Star Wars Episode 7, and it is Mr. J.J. Abrams. Now, a lot I've seen... Oh, uh, this is gonna be. This is the worst thing ever. This is the worst thing ever. I'm reserving. I like what JJ Abrams have done so far. I, you know, I've not actually seen the new Star Trek movie. I will, but I've not seen it yet. But I love Super Eight, mm-hmm. and that's a journey into sci-fi. Um,
1: we liked the Lost the first year.
0: Yeah, I like his. I think having watched Super Eight, I think he can make something. Sure. You know. And it is a sci-fi movie, and people say, "Oh, now he makes Star Trek and Star Wars. He's the man, isn't he? Like he's, he's like literally got his finger in everything." Um, it's out in two thousand and fifteen, summer two thousand and fifteen. Starting work on it now. And the the best thing is, the writer of The Empire Strikes Back. He's doing the script. Now, and that what? that is really cool because he he'd not been involved. And that's your favorite one. Yeah, really. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about more Star Wars. That's all I'm excited about. It might be terrible. It might be the best thing ever. We don't know. We'll wait till 2015 and talk about it then, I guess. So, uh, yeah, just wanted to say... Are
1: you you saying you will not speak of Star Wars until 2015?
0: uh, Fantastic. I'll probably speak about it later today.
1: (laughs) Fantastic.
0: (laughs) Alright, so Sid Talk, uh, what's for dinner?
1: Pretty standard tonight. Veggie burgers, fries... The leftover pieces of pizza from yesterday, well, John mentioned we got California Kitchen pizza, all veggie, roasted veggies, and that was so good.
0: We have one piece left. Might have been a I bit would... too pizza uh, garlicky. I, I afterwards I thought about it. It
1: did linger, yeah, but it tasted amazing. It like did, the but crust the, was fantastic. There's a
0: lot. It's on, like it's, very I think it's garlic oil or something that is on there.
1: Roasted garlic, but it's and, really um, good.
0: I brushed my teeth and mouth washed. <laughs> And then about ten minutes later, I felt like there was garlic in my See,
1: mouth. See, I got smart and I ate an orange immediately after and it totally wiped out the garlic. But, uh, so that's was, for, and some brownies that I made last night. We'll have them for dessert. And my advice is... And I don't know how to say this where people won't obviously get defensive. Oh, they will But, like, don't defend, defend your beliefs, you know, explain them. Because, like, when you get defensive, this is what it says to me, when you get defensive, like you're you're in attack mode and you're in this mode, I'm right, this is you being defensive, I'm right, and you're attacking me for being right. And you're wrong. I'm the victim here. I'm right, and you're a bully. And I'm right. And will someone please come realize that I'm right and you're wrong? And that you will comply with me eventually. Because I'm right. And you're wrong. And I'm defending. I'm defending. Like, everything you say that isn't what I think is like, you're attacking me. You're attacking me. And I have to defend myself. That's exactly how it sounds. If you say to somebody, I don't believe in your God. Then they're in this instant, like, either they pity you. Right, so they're in this sort of like mode of, oh, well, pat, pat, pat you on the head. Someday you will agree with me, and you'll realize how wrong you were for not agreeing with me. Or you're not American because you don't believe in God, or you're not a, you're not a good human being because you don't believe in God, and you're going to hell because you don't believe in God. You know,
0: to say, do they all speak like that?
1: I'm not going to hell because I don't believe in hell, so I don't know what where does the line. That's a lot of the people I hear talk that way. Yes,
0: they, say, they always say <laughs> they always say don't they don't discuss politics and religion with people because they're never going to listen to your point of view unless you know some people do some people listen to all points of view but most people are, are firmly defensive
1: committ- defensive yeah. and there's
0: no you can't break through it you can't but you're not,
1: that's the thing like I'm not having a discussion I don't understand this fucking concept that when I have a discussion with you about politics and religion. I don't give a shit what you think, ultimately. I'm interested in the moment that we have a discussion. You might shed light on something I didn't know before. I will disagree with you, most likely. That does, because I disagree with you, and because I point out my disagreement with you, or the flaws that I see in, in your point of view, because that's how I see it, I'm not trying to change your point of view. I'm not trying to poke anything. I'm not trying to do anything. I agree,
0: but they think. Most people think that you are.
1: Right. You know why? Because they want to change what I think. Because they can't get entangled in a conversation where they can't even conceive of the idea that they're not going to get me to comply with them. That if I'm never going to agree with them, what's the point of talking to me? And if I disagree with them, I'm attacking them. The way I express myself, the way that I say to you, oh, I, I don't believe in that, or, you know, well, I just disagree because blah, 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 that isn't an attack at all. It isn't anything to be like build the brick wall instantly. It's, it just boggles my mind. And why not talk about politics and religion? I mean, those are the two of the most humongous portions of being a human. That's why we end up with stupid, bullshit conversation. Oh, the weather. It's real cold out there, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Did you watch The Office last night? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Did you watch the game yesterday? Yeah, it's pretty good.
0: <laughs> you see I, that I movie? Like the it accent. was stupid. I like the accent. It's hilarious. I'm trying
1: to be neutral. I'm trying to be like, no, nothing. I'm trying to be no. like, nothingness.
0: No, that's well, like, like Deputy Dog. Did, to you,
1: me. did you see the movie last night? Oh, yes. Well, that sounds gosh. like an
0: intelligent conversation.
1: Did you see? No, it, it sounds like an idiot. No, I mean, like, the accent, the no.
0: accent makes, makes it instantly intelligent.
1: Oh, yes, of course, I see. And, <laughs> oh, yes, did you? Oh, no. Did you see that the weather's quite nice, on
0: not So that's Prince oh, Charles. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah.
1: I see you got a new vehicle. It's lovely. Yes, it is. Is that the kind of fucking conversations we want for the rest of all eternity? How about saying you know I was thinking about it the other day and wondering about how as as humans that in a hundred years will we be able to um cope with overpopulation and how religion and politics will factor into that. And In that if we all go Christian, if everyone on the planet is Christian, what impact would that have? If everyone's a Buddhist, what impact would that have? If everyone everyone were to come to the majority, not everyone, but the majority of people decide we're going to go with the democratic philosophy of life, that you have programs to help people and that you think more about that than you do about about you know, big business, what would that do to a culture you know over a hundred years? That to me is an interesting conversation, not oh well i'm I'm Republican. I don't discuss politics <laughs> end of conversation it's just it's bullshit, it's like fear, and ignorance is like your defense <laughs> you know, I'm afraid to talk about this with you because you might influence me i i I'm not a hundred per cent convinced of what I think. So any ideas you give me might influence And me. you'll
0: probably find if you do post like a post, say on Facebook, for instance, <laughs> that might peck at some, or s- like somebody, yeah. you'll find that there's not many people don't comment back on that one a lot. There'll be some people. Correct. There'll be some people who want to get into it with you, but then there'll be other people that you normally see comment who say nothing. Zip it. Up, they yeah, zip it Because up. they go, eh, no, I'm not getting into that. Yeah. Like. Um, so yeah that maybe that's why it's a hard thing to get a discussion going on it's,
1: so my de- my my, obvious, my advice is don't be don't defend what you think or believe but just explain and if you feel attacked you're probably not being attacked you're probably delusional
0: <laughs> <laughs> alright so thanks oh wait that was
1: an attack so that you know it I am attacking you and Correct. saying you're delusional
0: so thanks for listening to the show and remind you about our website dot com. you can catch us on all the social networks twitter facebook Xbox Live, YouTube, catch the podcast on the Zoom Marketplace, the iTunes Music Store, all the RSS feed. Email f- uh, feedback to me at aschool.com. Don't email Sid Talk. And I want to say, stay classy and don't always comply with people.
1: Who? Everyone? Yes. Stay classy, everyone? Nice. And I'm going to say, think for yourselves. Because if you don't do it, I'm going to do it for you.